This week we discuss if toppling statues is necessary or part of a political agenda. We are joined by fellow co-founders of MUN Line, Samuel and Nam, as well as special guests Sarah and Zainab. Visit thisweekpodcast.org to become a member of This Week for free today. You get access to podcasts before they go live, insights on our guests, as well as the ability to watch podcasts as they are being recorded. Visit thisweekpodcast.org to become a member today. currently residing in Halifax, Canada. I'm, I am the Executive Outreach Officer of Munline, and my interests range between economics and international affairs. Hello, I'm Samuel. I'm from Melbourne, Australia. I'm a co-founder and Chief Executive Officer of Munline. Uh, my interests uh, range in issues in accounting. Hey everyone, I'm Sarah. I live in the state of Tennessee in the United States and my interests include domestic issues and politics. Hi, I'm Zainab. I live in Tennessee and my interests are um, international and domestic politics. Anyways, let's get started. So today's topic is should we remove statues of racist figures in history? And you know, there's been a lot of talk in this, especially in the United States with Confederate South, but there's also been talk of that expanding to the rest of the world when people want to move statues of people like Winston Churchill. And there's been a lot of debate and controversy on where do we draw the line? Where's good and where's bad? Considering that a lot of these bad people did good things. So I think the first question is realistically, where are these movements coming from? And I think that there's a few distinct movements. So we've got uh, Confederacy statues, particularly in the United States, um, in the southern states in particular, um, which I'm going to put as a very interesting kettle of fish. Then you have those that were engaged predominantly in colonialization. Um, you're looking particularly at the likes of uh, Christopher Columbus. You then got another subsection, which might potentially be people who ultimately did good things and ultimately, and Sophia, I completely disagree with your characterization that they were bad people who do good things. I think that they were good people who have done things that we would not consider as morally correct now. And that's, you know, your Abraham Lincolns, your Thomas Jeffersons, etc. And then you have this fourth category of people who are genuine heroes that the left have a bit of a problem with. And Winston Churchill absolutely fits in that category. So I think if you're going to frame that conversation, you want to frame it in one of those within these four categories, so to speak. I think um, Samuel does a really good job of creating and distinguishing amongst these different categories. I am curious though, uh, from my perspective, as someone who lives in the South and the United States, um, the education system has largely taught me that um, like overwhelmingly positive things about Winston Churchill. I am curious though, as to what y'all's perspective specifically about him would be and and why Samuel, you would place him in that fourth category. I would like to jump in here. When you, mentioned, when you mentioned Winston Churchill, I would say that where I come from, we've actually heard a very negative opinion from him. Because if you look at the history of how he has impacted India and the entire World War II, we've had a very negative opinion about how he contributed to certain things like the Bengal famine and, and stuff like that. 
So honestly, each political figure is represented in a really different manner to each country. You have a good and a, and a bad side to them. So I actually agree with Sophia on these things. But then the question of whether their statue should be there is just an entirely different opinion. And um, before I just get to that, I would like to hear someone's opinion. Yeah, so I completely agree with you too. Like, especially like every single statue, like, and just generally political figures, not everyone likes them, obviously. And I agree with Sophia that a lot of these, like the reason why there's a huge like push for change and a huge push to like removing these statues is because uh, even if like they, like at the time they were morally correct, Right now, that's not the case. And, like, especially when you're talking about, like, um, Confederate statues in the South, like, when they represent, like, 400 years of slavery and basically just fighting for, like, enslaving people and, like, oppression people, I don't think they should be, like, celebrated. And rather, like, I think they shouldn't be, like, displayed in, like, um, like right in the middle of, like, a, a town and, like, celebrated and honored and glorified. I want to put Confederacy to the side for a moment, uh, Zainab. Um, and that's just because I have... I find it a bit perplexing, Confederacy, but we'll talk about that in a bit of a time. Where I disagree with you, though, consistently is on this idea about this moral superiority that we now have to put forward. Okay, yeah, times have changed. And absolutely, if someone, you know, come out and said that slavery was good now, we would probably find them politically abhorrent. Yeah, that's a fairly uh, reasonable proposition to make. However, to suggest, to oppose our current worldview, and it is quite a liberal worldview, uh, onto the past. Um, it is completely rewriting history. It completely misrepresents what was politically and socially acceptable at the time. And even if we don't think that that is a good thing, it still needs to be taught in such a way that, well, it, it, this was what was acceptable at this time and allows for some sort of reflection upon that. Yeah, I would definitely agree. I would say that um, to a certain extent, these political figures should be judged by the context of their time. So, for example, a lot of people make the argument that, okay, well, if we get rid of statues of Confederate generals and Confederate figures, then it's a slippery slope to the point where we'll be getting rid of statues of George Washington and Abraham Lincoln. And to that, I would say not necessarily because a lot of people view the contribution of the Confederate figures, like their historical contribution, exclusively centering on the preservation of slavery and the racial hierarchy. But when you look at someone like George Washington, for example, he is remembered as the, the father of the United States, the first president. His contribution to history and to American history doesn't exclusively center on preserving slavery or the racial hierarchy, even though he did own slaves. Um, so yeah, I would agree that to a certain extent, you do have to judge people um, like within the context of their time. And to add on to what Sarah said in responding earlier, um, like I don't think it's a superiority complex, but rather like you're recognizing like like um, what is like the best way to actually communicate what is best about us rather than to highlight like one of like the worst part of like each country. And I think it's more of just like looking back and identifying the actual issues within our country and like not we're not assuming like um, every country we live in is like perfect rather than like we're saying this is how we used to be, but this is not how we are now and this is not what represents like us. We seem to be getting caught up in how we should be deciding if a statue should be removed or if it should stay. Uh, I think a more defined way of deciding, for the US at least, is whether or not the person on the pedestal worked for or against a more perfect union. And what do I mean by this? Um, 
Well, the phrase a more perfect union is actually part of the preamble of the United States Constitution and it means sort of trying to improve the United States. So, if fig- so figures such as Robert E. Lee and Jefferson Davis, in my opinion, should come down as they worked towards disunion rather than union. And this is similar to what Sarah said, if the history and the memory of that person solely relies on slavery, then it should, of course, come down. However, you have to understand and appreciate that, that it was a completely different world back then, with the different moral values, and it is not it is not just for our society to enforce our present political and social values on the past, because as Samuel said, you are then re- rewriting history. Uh, Sarah, you said that you don't think it would get to a stage where the likes of Lincoln and George Washington are being removed. However, we are already on course for that to happen, in my opinion. We are already seeing statues of Ulysses Grant being removed in San Francisco. Of course, Ulysses Grant fought Confederates such as Robert E. Lee and played a massive part in the foundation of the United States federal government and was one of the, one of the first to tackle corruption uh, within the United States government. I think Grant being removed in San Francisco really indicates to me that we are on track and are not far off Lincoln and, and Washington being removed. Another area I see the removal of such statues uh, playing into his cancel culture the notion if you do one bad thing your legacy is forgotten and because the woke because the woke socialist liberals say so and the removal of Alyssa's grant really plays into that dangerous and dystopian nature of cancel culture i would like to bring up first really quickly that the criterion that you mentioned matthew about how um whether or not that person worked towards like a more unifying sort of cause for the United States or a more like discordant cause for the United States. I think that's a really interesting criterion. And I think it works when you're looking towards evaluating certain Confederate statues. But um, like we've talked about statues about like Winston Churchill or maybe there are statues of like Christopher Columbus, which might exist out of that specific historical framework. And um, for those specific figures, I think they're should be a different way to decide whether or not their statues should remain, which is kind of like how I was talking about earlier there. I view personally, <coughs> excuse me, Christopher Columbus's historical contribution centering mostly in the context of like the genocide of native Americans, which is why I would agree. Yeah. We should take down Christopher Columbus's statues. We should change Christopher Columbus day to like indigenous people's day. Um, and then also I would like to bring up that a lot of the Confederate statues were put up during like the Jim Crow South or during the civil rights movement of the 1960s. And they were put up like intentionally in public spaces in order to intimidate African-Americans, like specifically outside of courthouses or in city or town halls. So statues that are put up for that explicit purpose, I would say it's like, that's definitely something we should be taking down. Um, And then when you mentioned cancel culture, I think the general consensus now is that cancel culture can be really, really toxic. I just, I think it's a pretty big leap to go from like, oh, taking down statues of these people is cancel culture. Like I I have a hard time like equating the two. Maybe it's just because they don't exist within the same um, like historical timeline in my mind. But I do think that like canceling someone is not the equivalent of just like erasing them from history entirely. So yeah. 
Yeah, so I agree with Sarah, and I think like further on, like the the what the I think it's really important to note like when these statues are being like put up because like if you want them to be like, the most historically accurate, it would probably have been put up like right at the end of the Civil War. But this is done like probably like a hundred years or like uh, like between like it, it was like a, it was a big leap from the Civil War and then the Jim Crow South, and especially like during the Civil Rights Movement because the whole point of these statues was to instigate like. Um, white supremacists and ultimately once you like build statues that are very one-sided and they don't really actually depict like what actually is historically happening I think you're not going to be learning like the correct um, I guess like writings of history through like these very um, one-sided biased um, statues. So Confederate what amazes me about Confederate statues is someone who isn't part of the American culture is that we have a whole bunch of statues that exist to celebrate losers, which is one something that is very rare. And that statues are usually presented and made for people who won something, usually a war of some kind. So from an outside perspective, I've always found that a little bit perplexing. Um, but let's put this aside for a moment. And I want to bring up two points. Uh, the first point that I want to make is that as recently as 2017, a NPR uh, and PBS poll actually found that the majority of Americans did support uh, keeping uh, Confederate statues up. Indeed, it was 44% of Black Americans against 40% of African Americans uh, voting in favour, being polled in favour uh, towards keeping these Confederate statues. So that is a pretty significant number to say, even if you didn't take into account margin forever, that's still a fairly significant amount of people who do support um, keeping statues in place from a community that, as you've mentioned, Zanab and Sarah, that are allegedly being oppressed. And this is, I think, the thing that really annoys me about this argument. This is just an argument that is the height of woke white liberalism. At the end of the day, is this actually going to be something that really helps African-American communities? The Brookings Institute has written extensively on how African-American communities have significant disparities on education levels compared to white people. The, there's a number of, uh, there's some research out by the National Center of Education Statistics uh, about that at higher education level. We also see that uh, in understanding other sides in particular with healthcare. So these people, like the African-American community generally has those more issues. And yet we don't hear about these issues from the white liberals. Instead, they're going to go around and just feel good because they took down a statue. Like to me, that just screams the height of hypocrisy uh, for these woke white liberals. Okay, so first of all, I'm, I'm not white, so I'm a person of color speaking from this. But um, I'd say like, even if you don't believe like how, like I guess the African-American community doesn't want to, take down statues that are just reminding them of like like their ancestors being enslaved even if you don't like believe that like i'd say that like you you still want to remove these confederate statues cuz they're always going to be a symbol of white supremacy because like as long as these statues are going to be aiding like white supremacy and like like furthering the cause of white supremacy which is really bad especially like ever since like in the past four years during the trump administration like white supremacy has been like on the rise and it's been really bad and like you've heard all like the like the really bad instances of like how it can get really deadly as long as it's aiding in that it's really bad and i'd say that like regardless of that like a majority of like the statues like especially where um Sophia me and Sarah live a lot of the statues have been like defiled and like there's a lot of like graffiti on it and it's been like I guess that causes a lot of like um issues within the community too so I say like it's honestly an, a, 
on net safe to actually like take down statues because it would just like decrease the amount of like violence and just general like um, defecation of like the statues and like places near it. I wanted to maybe bring it back to what a statue actually is and what it means um, to the individual. When you look at a statue, what does that mean to you? Does that mean, is that statue glorifying a leader and what they did? Or is it a representation of the past? So I'm interested to see what people feel a statue means to them. I would say that it just represents the past. And to the extent to which it glorifies or it doesn't just depends on the way it's being presented. If you look at the way that different statues around the world work. They're usually looked at in a more glorifying way at at first, but then if you look at the times that are going on right now, you do know that the individual has had a more dark past. Now the question of whether they should be removed is just an entirely different subject. But then if I were to bring in my opinion, I think that just removing them is just completely pointless. At the end of the day, there are more pressing issues to be dealt with than just removing a statue. It wouldn't, a statue was, and it needs to be kept in mind why this was made. It was made to bring in a more, a remembrance or something to remember as, as an icon of what has happened in the past. So really to be fair, the idea of separating rich statues to, to, to remove and which not to will just cause more problems. If we do create the process of removing statues, we will be seeing we'll be seeing cases where uh, statues like of George Washington being removed, and this is just going to keep on increasing, and it's it'll it'll just escalate to a point where maybe we won't see the need for a statue, or the point of what a statue brings will just go to go waste. Uh, alternatively, and the view that I more ascribe to is that it reflects upon uh, the proud nature of. Uh, the society that is based upon it. And to just continue this whole process of let's take down some statues here or there that we, um, that, you know, the authoritarian left have agreed to. Well, realistically, that's just going to create an, like any ridiculous argument towards the ideas that we're seeing regarding cancel culture, regarding some of the cultural wars that we are consistently seeing um, being perpetrated by the authoritarian left. And to continue that war realistically, it's not going to, it's going to lead towards further polarization of society and further polarization on the issues at a time when realistically there needs to be more uh, actions towards moving towards bipartisanship and listening and understanding. It just further deteriorates those caps. I want to bring, um, I want to go back to what Anam mentioned, um, which was statues are a representation of the past. And I think that's a really interesting notion. And as, and I, and I feel then uh, if, as Anam said, if statues are a representation of the past, can we relate statues to history books? I feel that if we really go down the route of removing statues, do, do we move on to history books? We have to eradicate the teaching of, of the Confederacy in history books because we don't we want to forget about that. We want to forget that the Confederacy ever happened. Because I think instead of removing statues, we should be putting up statues to mark our time and our society. I think that's an interesting take because personally, I think there are better ways to represent the past in in that, like when I see a statue, I see that more as a symbol rather than just like, here is just this completely objective representation of the past, especially when a lot of these statues that we're talking about removing are in like 
like broadly, openly displayed in public spaces in front of courthouses and like city and town halls, I think they function a little more as symbols that memorialize causes like the Confederacy rather than here's an objective painting of the Civil War. I think I do agree, though, that there are definitely more pressing issues in terms of like taking down a statue isn't going to end systemic racism. But I think it it does go a ways to drawing attention to the issue and to into like more accurately retelling history. So, for example, walking past a statue of Christopher Columbus without like and this also goes into like um what we do with the statues after we take them down. Right. So like walking past a statue of Christopher Columbus in a park you would see the statue you would see his name but there's no context surrounding like the additional information that i feel like people would need in terms of his literal genocide of the native american people so i feel like personally a better place for these statues would be in a museum or at the very least you could also put like a plaque or something next to the statue that provides that additional context needed for the reflection that you guys keep talking about i don't think the reflection happens if you don't know the full story about the issues and the causes. So Sarah, you bring up an interesting notion if, that we should have a plaque underneath um, statues to maybe so people can reflect on the individual and what they did wrong and what they did well so that they can make their own judgment on this. Um, and I think this really goes back to education. And I think we can all agree that education has to be more racially diverse and it should be more and it should, and it should uh, teach history in a way that makes the individual who is learning a history uh, more understanding uh, and more knowledgeable of the past and of and especially of their history so i think rather than putting plaques uh, underneath um statues we should really be changing our, our education system and i would also ask if our education system were to change so that if you when you look at the statue of christopher columbus you do not see a racist a, a slave owner but you see you acknowledge christopher columbus for the strengths and the strides he made for your country however i'm not acknowledging the um the drawbacks of christopher columbus and the atrocities of which he carried out i think that would be a much more productive way going for going forward to change the education system rather than just ripping down statues because that would not do anything matthew we could sit here all day and talk about how wonderful it would be to write the curriculum and you know kind of change the education system for the better but realistically matthew a there's not enough political capital for it b there's so much division and debate around these things that it's just never going to happen. It's so idealistic that it's just not something that will ever, it's unfeasible at the end of the day. As much as we may want it to happen, I think that that is asking a lot of people, especially given that, you know, the people that are in this uh, podcast, and I would assume a majority of our listeners are probably highly educated people. Um, is this something that's really going to be able to affect kind of the person, the average person who's going to go through an education system. And I hesitate to answer in the affirmative on that one. I do think it's ideally, like in an ideal world, of course, we would have a comprehensive um, education on racial issues and racial diversity, especially like spanning all of American and even like global history. I think that would be the best case scenario in an ideal world. But changing and reforming the education system is a lot harder than just including like plaques next to the statues that we deem problematic. Even so, I think 
removing the statues is a really good opportunity to get people talking about like, oh, why are they taking down the statue? And that gives them the opportunity to go and and learn about the racial issues um, associated with the person uh, whose statue it is, if that makes any sense. I think yeah. the whole utopian concept of having to reform the education. And I actually really like the idea of having a plaque beside the statue where I come from that already exists. It, it really enhances the opportunity to know a little bit more about the monument you're looking at. But then to remove something is just entirely erasing a history. And I feel that it just causes more problems. So to bring this a little bit into light, I want to talk about an incident that happened a couple of weeks ago with what, with what HBO did in removing a movie called Gone with the Wind. Now, it was removed on the cases of racial prejudices. And just removing one movie, trying to erase history, is, isn't, didn't really help because let's face the facts, our past isn't perfect. There were things that happened that are very much unacceptable today. And we need to accept that. We need to accept that our past wasn't really the best thing. What happened with slavery, what happened with racial prejudices, it was not the most idealistic world. These are things that we need to learn from. And just removing that or trying to fix the past isn't going to help in any way. We need to acknowledge what has happened and we need to learn from it. And statues are also another means to which we can learn this so removing them would just be pointless okay yeah so i think the issue with like your argument about like removing history is that like the majority of like the historical figures and just generally like the statues in general are very like whitewashed and a very like from one perspective see it's different when you're removing a statue that like fully recognizes the faults and even like the good things about each individual but majority of the statues only glorify like things like for example like i um like for example like if you're a confederate soldier or confederate general it just glorifies that you're fighting for like preserving slavery and it just like it doesn't like like fully take into account the whole aspect of history like again when we go back to like the public school system it's very whitewashed even even so like i think the i think it's better to remove them because now it starts a conversation for why was this removed it was removed because it doesn't accurately d depict like what exactly was happening in society and then i think that also furthers like the conversation of what like like the actual flaws within our country rather than just assuming everything was fine we can link these ideas such as HBO pulling Gone with the Wind from HBO Max to a pretty easy concept in history that uh, does bring a lot of emotions, and that's book burning. What is being suggested whenever we pull content like, H uh, like Gone with the Wind on HBO is that we are saying that this content is too dangerous to be viewed by the general public. And realistically, as someone who does believe in free speech and does want to def does defend it, that's really problematic because it doesn't actually, well, firstly, it doesn't actually allow us to reflect and learn. We've just said that this is so dangerous that it should not be viewed by anyone. But secondly, it's just a form of authoritarianism. And it's just, and this authoritarianism is something that is going to become more problematic as time goes on and actually doesn't achieve the social outcomes that Zainab, you have kept on going, you've harked on about. I would also ask Zainab if you have ever read the book 1984 by George Orwell. And I would ask if maybe if you haven't, um, to definitely give it a read, um, as some of the notions which are alluded to in 1984 essentially is a dystopian future in which everything is controlled by a communist authoritarian power called the party in which they remove 
everything from history for fear that the public will um will contrive against it um what, what would be your opinion on that uh, specifically Zainab okay yeah sure so like I haven't read that book but like I know the concept of the book but I think you kind of don't like address what Sarah and I have been saying like we're not like condemning like the destruction of statues like they can always be like moved to other locations like such as museums but I don't think they should be like displayed as like in like the middle of town or like like the star piece of like a city or something like that i think you should like obviously it's nicer to have like um like black like um heroes of the civil rights movement rather than like confederate statues but like our discussion today isn't about putting up more statues it's about taking down these like um like these uh like controversial statues and i think like they don't really need to be like in the center of town to be because we don't, that's not like what our ideals are right now and even if they were like correct morally at the time that's not like what it is right now because again the whole point of like especially confederate statues was to aid in, in the cause of white supremacy so as long as like um, as if you put that in the middle of town, then we're saying like our town supports white supremacy and then it furthers the cause of that. Rather, if you put it in a museum, it shows like, oh, during the night, like the like the Jim Crow era and the civil rights era, this is what like white supremacists did to instigate like the civil rights activists and like deter their cause rather than putting them in the middle of town to display this is what we still believe in. So having read 1984 on numerous occasions, I do get a genuine sense of belief that that is the dystopia that we are starting to head towards in that we are seeing, and Sarah, as you pointed out, you want to see more uh, civil rights activists on the main street of the capitals of like Richmond, for example, uh, in Virginia, comparative to civil rights, uh, comparative to, yeah, civil war leaders. It's just, re this is just the rewriting of history. That that's ultimately what it is. And it's the rewriting of history to a group of people who have been in political minority to want to suddenly claim that they want to be in a political majority. I mean, that's ultimately the end of the day of what it is. And even if we say we put them in museums, it becomes a lot more inaccessible to get to them, which reduces the impact of their reflection, which, and given that museums in general do consider patronage and, you know, how popular something is, they become further and further away from the public consciousness. And they'll be coming further away from the public consciousness. We actually don't get a consideration of those issues that we've all spoken about uh, in this podcast. And that ultimately means that the aims that, however noble, that have been espoused particularly by yourself, uh, by Sarah and Zanabe, just become impossible to achieve. And by becoming impossible to achieve, we do, in fact, have a rewrite of history that actually diminishes those kinds of issues that are really valuable and do need to be discussed and that, yeah, there were pro there was some degree of race, there was a significant degree of racism that existed in Jim Crow states. That cannot be denied. However, to then just rewrite history is then incredibly problematic on the other side. I disagree. I don't think it's rewriting history because you don't learn history from street names and statues. You learn history in the classroom specifically. And as long as the classroom cur like curricula specifically in regards to his teaching history isn't affected, then I still think you're learning the exact same things. It's just what a matter of what you're choosing to celebrate through renaming your city streets or through like specific statues that you're erecting. And then you talk about how like they're going to become more inaccessible, but I'd say like the impact of statues today aren't like 
what you claim they are. People aren't reflecting. Once, you, if you see like a, a statue that represents white supremacists, the white supremacists who used to like adore that statue and like were in support of that statue aren't all of a sudden going to say like, oh yeah, the white supremacy is not acceptable anymore. Therefore, I'm not a white supremacist. So I don't think that statues are having the effect that you're claiming they have right now. Um, I actually agree with Samuel on this, and I feel that we live in this. We live in a society that's in a more dystopian fiction that we see in 1984. And I want to quote Karl Marx um, when he says that history repeats itself versus tragedy and, and farce. And second is farce. Because if you look at the way each monument is projected, and it has a completely different lens in one country and then a different lens in another. And, and Winston Churchill is probably the best example. In the UK, he's probably more celebrated than more on, in Southeast Asian countries where he's considered as someone who's plundered or caused more destruction than reform. So really, when you look at a statue, and let's get back to the main point, should they be removed or not? They shouldn't, because when you look at a statue, there are a lot of things that come into mind. You, They are, at first, made to glorify a person, but then you see more that there's there's so much more to a statue than it than say for instance glorification and you see more towards how these things are if you look at Winston Churchill it's only I would say in this time that we see that he has committed more atrocities in different areas that's being put into light now if you look at his case back in maybe 30 40 years ago it was more on the basis of glorification. And hence, a statue reminds us that we don't really look at a monument just for glorification, but we also look at a lot of other things. We look at the bad and the good and the bad, is essentially. And removing them is just in, 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 in one way, just trying to not acknowledge what, what has happened. To, to be more, um, if we were to bring this in a more educational perspective, I would say that it's, uh, it is quite biased because you hear different opinions in different places and in different education sectors. You might see this portrayed, say, for instance, in a more UK-based education system, you would probably see more glorification of Winston Churchill as opposed to, if you look at an Indian curriculum, he wouldn't be that glorified. In, in one extent, that is true. But then a statue is probably one of the best ways where this bias doesn't really come because you don't really have a lot of information in front of the statue. It's just it's just a monument that's standing there. And you as an individual have your opinions on that. So just removing that just takes away that idea, it takes away that notion. Something I want to pick up on Anam that you mentioned was about history teaching, particularly in the UK. And I think something worth mentioning is that History teaching is inherent, like it is always going to be biased in that a lot of scholarly debate does exist about history uh, and how it is debated. But also to consider is that it is also oftentimes quite a nationalistic teaching. Um, and that's every country in every circumstance. Japan has a very nationalistic teaching, for example, on World War II and their role in it, for example. So I think that is always something to consider. And that uh, it comes back to a point that we were earlier discussing is that it's all well and good to say, oh, education is going to fix the problem. But at the end of the day, it's a very idealistic viewpoint. I would agree if only if all statues were just an objective image of a specific person. But statues are like at the very core of what makes a statue a statue. 
it's because a statue is art. I think the nature of the statue and the way that it depicts a certain figure goes a long ways towards how we remember that specific figure and whether or not that statue should exist in a specific location, which is the second factor that I think should really, really be considered when you look towards like, do we need to have this statue there? A, a statue that uh, paints Robert E. Lee in like a regal glorifying manner in like the very middle of um, Virginia's capital is different than just like an objective statue of Robert E. Lee somewhere in the state of Virginia. I do think that there is something to be said about how a, like statues of those specific figures remind us of how far we've come and, and how much we've changed and sometimes give us like enough to reflect on so that we realize that there is still progress to be made. But I think the, the way that the statue depicts a certain figure and the location of the statue can be necessarily problematic in terms of per, uh, like continuing to support notions of white supremacy, especially when, and we've talked about like a lot of the statues, when they were erected, why they were erected. I think that's also a reason why you would take down specific statues. As for imposing like present societal values on figures of the, of the past, I do agree that it's not necessarily fair. I think for figures like George Washington and Abraham Lincoln you and Thomas Jefferson, you do have to judge them by the context of their time, which is why I don't think there will be enough like popular support and momentum to take down statues of George Washington or any of those other figures. But I do think that when you have statues of, for example, Nathan Bedford Forrest, who is literally the first Grand Wizard of the KKK sitting in the Tennessee State Capitol building, I think that is problematic and I think it should be removed and put somewhere else. So I think uh, another area where we have to talk about statues and think another uh, point of discussion rather is Mount Rushmore. Um, I think we've seen in the in the news lately uh, Donald Trump he used Mount Rushmore as a ground for him to make a political speech uh, and from that a lot of uh, discourse has sparked about whether or not Mount Rushmore should be used um, and and should be and should be um or should, whether or not it should be destroyed or not because it was um stolen from Native Americans and it was carved in by Native American slaves and so I'm interested to see what where people feel the argument of 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 statues could be brought into Mount Rushmore because there have been um other campaigns to bring the likes of Barack Obama's um to carve his face onto Mount Rushmore to give it more context as Barack Obama was the first African American president. So if we've consistently said, and this is an argument I've agreed agree with both you, Matthew and Anarmon, is that if we are to impose present day values onto the past, then that is incredibly problematic. And the same argument applies to Rat Mushmore here Mount Rushmore here in that, yes, there were definitely some significant issues in terms of native title over the land of Mount Rushmore that is relatively well established. Um, however, to then turn around and say, well, we can't celebrate you know, four great presidents because the land was had a bit of a title issue is, is quite problematic for the reasons that we've already talked about. But let's talk a bit about Obama being the first black president and comparative to the other presidents that are on Mount Rushmore. I mean, okay, great that Barack Obama broke the color barrier, absolutely. But beyond that, what did Barack Obama actually achieve realistically in his policies and his initiatives that deserves him on a pedestal compared to the likes of Abraham Lincoln, for example? If you go down that route, I'm not at all convinced that Barack Obama 
deserves to be on Mount, Mount, Mount Rushmore at all, even if the argument is mostly to do about the fact that he's broke the colour barrier. And as well, I think you also have to mention that there are a number of people who do have significant grievances with Barack Obama and his policies, particularly towards Hispanics and particularly towards what's coming out uh, by the Republicans. And I mean, could you just imagine the furor if you put Barack Obama on there, you're going to immediately get a very rabid GOP basically demanding that Donald Trump be put on there. I mean, that is exactly what's going to happen. I actually want to bring up another thing that um, I, I do believe in 2009, Barack Obama received the Nobel Peace Prize. But then I just find it very ironic that he has actually de- deported more people than Donald Trump. And th- the hypocrisy in this just, just shows that maybe it isn't a really good idea to have his statue commemorated. Because like that, like Samuel has just pointed, that if you have his statue, then there's going to be an argument that you need to have a statue for Donald Trump. It would be a paradox of sorts to have... Uh, to like carve Obama's face onto Mount Rushmore in the name of celebrating progress and racial diversity in America, but then also continuing the legacy of ignoring the plight of um, indigenous peoples as well. So I would agree. And a lot of Americans would like, a lot of Americans I feel like would disagree on on the fact that like the land belongs to the indigenous peoples who live there and they should be the ones deciding whether or not we make additions to or change Mount Rushmore at all. I feel like a lot of people would disagree because I think a lot of it comes from feeling a sense of like protectiveness over that specific monument, especially because for so long. And I remember when I was learning about it in like elementary and middle school, Mount Rushmore was like, it was always taught as, oh, well, here's this really cool mountain that has these four presidents carved onto it. And it's really great and not problematic at all. Um, But now coming to learn about its actual problematic history, I think if it doesn't necessarily bother me that we would let the natives decide what happens to the mountain, or even if we decided to give that land and the monument back to the natives, it's not going to change how I remember any of those four presidents. So I would ultimately agree that it. I think it com- it should come down to what the indigenous people want. Anam, I want to touch back on an argument that you raised about the Peace Prize. And indeed, the Peace Prize that uh, Barack Obama received in 2009 was also quite controversial. Uh, the Financial Times indeed had a number of articles that they were running about questioning as to why Barack Obama won a Nobel Peace Prize, particularly in 2009, which just so happens to be the year after he won the election, which saw the end of the Bush government, which just so happened to receive a lot of hate from the left. I mean, even Green Day politicised the whole issue by basically creating an album devoted towards getting rid of Trump. So I think a lot of those questions should have to be asked. And Realistically, the same arguments apply to him on Mount Rushmore. I agree. I, I I brought up the issue of the Peace Prize because it is very controversial. Hence, the concept of having his statue bringing in, that would be controversial as well. Just the idea of having him glorified has to be the question of what has he done very special? What has, honestly, to be more fair, Trump has had a bigger effect than Obama because definitely we do know that Obama broke the color barrier. But if you... If you keep that on the sideline, what else has he done? Has he taken a much bigger stance against other countries? Has he, has he been able to negotiate a more peace plan process in the Middle East? These things weren't really a very big, um, very big factor during his presidency. And to be fair, if we don't judge Obama based on his concept that he was the first African-American president and we generalize him or compare him with other presidents, it's not really much of a 
big deal. It's, he's not really a very special president. And that's one of the reasons why we shouldn't really have his the statue or we shouldn't really completely glorify him. I think it's really interesting that when we talk about statues, it all it leads back to a political discussion. And this is what the main um the main argument for removing statues is it's not political. Most people who, who argue to remove statues feel that they're doing it for the good of the people. However, it is not. It, it fits into their political agenda and they're looking for political and social validation for them uh, to remove statues. And I think it's interesting that even when we're discussing on the podcast, it always goes back to politics. And I think, Anam, what you pointed out about Barack Obama, it's really just identity politics at the end of the day. So I think that the conversation that we're having about whether or not someone is fit to be put on Mount Rushmore is really interesting, but I'd like to get back to the original topic. Um, and one of the questions that I have, and we need to conclude this soon, so I'll have everyone answer this question and explain their reasoning, and then we'll call it a day. Um, but the question is, should we judge the people of the past by today's moral standards, which are great and all, um, or should we judge them by whether or not they could have known better at the time? I think that's a really interesting question. Um for figures specifically like George Washington and Thomas Jefferson, I don't really necessarily think it's fair to judge them by today's morals because by the context of their time, yes, they did own slaves, but that was kind of the norm back then. And look, right now, looking back, we can say, oh, that was a terrible thing to do. Um, but back then it, it was considered normal. I do think, however, there's something to be said about if someone's contribution to history centers exclusively on the preservation of slavery or on the preservation of the racial hierarchy or exclusively exclusively on the genocide of Native Americans or exclusively on imperialism, I think that's fair grounds to remove a specific statue. But as a general blanket statement, no, I don't necessarily think it's fair to judge someone by today's morals. Rather, you should judge them by the context of their time. I absolutely agree with Sarah on this, and I would just go for the similar stance. If we were to talk about the main question of whether or not statues should be removed, I think that they shouldn't at the end, at the bottom line. And that's the end game, because we can't compare figures to today's time. It was a completely different arena or a completely different time during, in many cases of how slavery was a really normal thing back then. And today's standards, it is not. So judging a particular historical figure by today's standards is not fair. And hence, I, I disagree that we shouldn't really remove statues based on today's ideas and today's morals. To remove statues on the idea of imposing our liberal, a liberal viewpoint is akin to basically saying that these views are too dangerous to be pulled up. So realistically, there's no way that statues should be removed based upon a political agenda. Indeed, Civil War statues, the ones that promote Confederacy, as reprehensible as slavery is, and I absolutely agree that slavery is a terrible thing, it was an accept a reasonably accepted reasonably accepted viewpoint uh, back during the time of the Civil War. Indeed, one of the factors of the Civil War was to do with the question of slavery. So to remove it on those grounds is just the revisioning of history and is to aim to bring one group into a senior position comparative to another group. I think my answer is very similar to Sarah that I think you should like um, hold each statue and who they represent like accountable to their time period, especially like the like George Washington and Abraham Lincoln, obviously like during their time. Well, Abraham Lincoln's different, but like George Washington, for example, his time period, it, I think the, the 
overall context, it wasn't focused on like slavery. Slavery was just like a, in the background, it was part of everyday life. But then like, I guess the reasons why they were put up were basically because like, you know, George Washington was a huge part of independence. While like, I guess when you're putting up statues of Confederate leaders, they, um, especially the context of when they were put up was a very different time. It was during the civil rights movement. So I think you can hold them accountable to like, what was the norms of society when they were put up. Thank you to Samuel, Anam, Zainab, and Sarah for joining us in today's conversation about historical statues. If you disagree with any of the points made by a guest, email your disagreements to feedback at thisweekpodcast.org and we will read it out next week. Keep up with us on Twitter at thisweek2020 and on Instagram at thisweekpodcast and shoot us a message there if you want to be on the podcast. Visit thisweekpodcast.org to become a member and apply to be on the podcast. As always, stay tuned for more on This Week.